Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Marvel Studios Presents The Eternals. I think that's the official title. Um, and uh, among many other things, I'm sure. But we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone. It's Dylan. Hi, it's Nick. And I'm Michael. We have our first brand Ooh. new person. Uh, what's up, Nick? We have Nick from the Katie location in to say what's up. Um, hey, everybody. Well-known Eternal Superstan. Yes. Um, I mean, you literally have two posters behind you. There's a third poster on the wall that I don't know what it is, but I'm guessing it's also Eternals. Don't ruin the illusion. <laughs> um, it's the Neil Gaiman poster. Oh, yeah, that's no, it. No, Never. no, 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 no. <laughs> Never. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So uh, Nick, Nick is uh, the assistant manager over at Arcady location, but you might also know him from um, his couple of years at the uh, Washington Heights location. Um, so good to have you on, Nick. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining us down or it's, virtually. Little bit. Just turn on the laptop, dude. It's fine. Yeah. It's great to be sharing the matrix with uh, with both of you, or or a unimind, if you will. Yes. Ah ah, topical. That's that's what I do. That's it. That's what he's here for, folks. But uh, anyway, before we go any further, we got to make sure that we always remember our pickle. Pickle. Oh, pickle. Oh. <laughs> pickle no. of the it week. Didn't work. We tried. So, so Dylan, should we start prepping the guest hosts on the pickle of the week thing, or is it better to just do it and see how they go with it? I mean, even when we're all clued in, it never. Yeah, sounds that's good. true. So Fair enough. No point. Right. I mean, and Nick has the benefit of having listened to a few episodes uh, at, at least, so he at least knows of it. Um, but anyway, so we're going to get into our pickle of the week segment and I will go first. Um, my pickle of the week is a game book. Uh, there's actually two books that if I'm going to pick, you know what? I'm going to pick, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to pick three. Um, so yes, I know. So we have two new vampire, the masquerade books that came out this week. One is a new book and one is a reprint. We have the Sabbat, the black hand. It's a fantastic book. It's the return of, I'm showing it to the camera. Like this matters um it is a really really great book um new v5 source material of some great antagonists to use in your game and then the book of nod um we got less of these because this is a a stranger item Uh, the book of nod is a this is a reprint of an in-game prop so it's all like Hmm. vampire holy book kind of stuff um but written sort of all in character and it's kind of neat it's all about like a worshiping Cain, the first vampire, et cetera, et cetera. It's very neat. Cool. Um, but my other, my other pick, uh, my comic pick is uh, Junji Ito's Cat Diary, the new super deluxe reprint that comes out tomorrow if I have power. Uh, you have power, uh, Michael. I know. <laughs> we'll see. We haven't, if you, if spoilers, if you're not from the Clear Lake area or haven't been paying attention to our socials, my store hasn't had power since Sunday um we're recording this on tuesday uh we should have some tomorrow that's what they tell me fingers crossed yeah but you know what really sucks is that the dollar tree to our left has it and then two stores to the right has it us and the quest diagnostics next to each other don't have any power lame it'll be back tomorrow by the time they're hearing this it'll be back it better be so you can come get these books (laughs) what you got Um, uh dylan mine is one i haven't read yet it's venom number one Oh, yes. Out this week, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK, cool. By Al Ewing. Uh, they swapped the writers with Hulk and uh, both of those runs were good. I <laughs> fell off of Venom a bit, um, but I'm excited that there's like a new jumping on point for me. Have, have either of y'all read it yet? Like, 
No. Yeah, I, 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 I read it earlier today. It was Did too dark like in it? the store to read. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, it's uh, a Brian Hitch is drawing it, so right. it's super gorgeous to look at, and uh, there's a cosmic bit to it and a Earth bit to it. So. Sweet. Nice. That's all I got. What about you, Nick? What's your pickle of the week? Uh, the thing number one. I was I was gonna go for Cantwell's new book, and then I read because uh, he's dropping a new book tomorrow. Uh, but I uh, read the thing number one uh, after I read Venom number one, and um, I, I can't remember the name of the author on it. Uh, but he's a novelist, and um, it kind of looks like uh, he's doing a Tom. It feels like he's doing a, like a Tom King take on the thing, basically. And it's sometime before, I want to say it's sometime like before 90s Marvel Fantastic Four continuity and sometime like maybe around the John Byrne period. It might be a little bit earlier. I haven't really brushed up on my post Kirby Fantastic Four super well, but it's definitely in between uh, Kirby and the 90s. Okay. Well, that's, so that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. The, art looks, the art looks really good too. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Um, well... Excellent. Uh, thank you, Nick, for your pickle of the week. And that brings us to our in memoriam segment for Ron. Uh, this is our good ones segment. Um, if you're a long time or actually not that long time, Ron's only been gone a month. Um, Ron had a segment that he called good. Well, that he called the number one segment. And now we call it the good ones, because if you know, then, you know, um, so this is a point point of the show where we talk about all the number ones that are coming out this week. It, so that is always a great way to get. Uh, jumping on to a new series. So here is the list of number ones. And I've studied under the tutelage of Ron. I asked him how he did it. And so I don't have to stumble through the list anymore. So here we go. This week we have Robin and Batman, Nick's Phenom X. What's the furthest place from here? The Thing, Venom, My Date with Monsters, Headless Season 2, North Bend Season 2, Provenance of Secrets, Regarding the matter of Oswald's body, which looks fantastic, and Rick and Morty corporate assets. So there you go. That's not very Um, much. No, that's not. It's a small week. Nice. Relatively. So yes, there are the uh, the number ones. If I had to pick one from that list, I'd pick the Oswald's body book. That looks awesome. I read the PDF that they sent a couple weeks back. Really cool. Also, Provenance of Secrets looks really good, but I haven't gotten to read it, so I can't. I'm not going to give it a recommend yet. Um, but also this is the part of the show where we'd like to remind everyone to please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out and it helps new people to find the show. It will also help us achieve our goal of getting Rotten Tomatoes verified. Once we hit 200 reviews, we will start affecting the rankings of the films that we review. So do us a favor and go do it. All right, let's talk about our events. Let's get into this calendar. Um, so assuming I have power, uh, we have events coming up, uh, so uh, thank you, everybody, who came out to Keyforge last week. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we have Keyforge again on the 19th. That is a Friday, as always. Keyforge is usually on uh, two Fridays a month, uh, usually uh, alternating, um, not back-to-back, because a lot of my uh, group is migrating from Sugarland. So I don't want to make them come out two weeks in a row. Um, but anyway, so the next Keyforge is going to be 7 p.m. <clears throat> 7 p.m. start time on the 19th, and we're going to be doing an Age of Ascension Sealed, which is a great set to play in Sealed. And if you come at six o'clock, you can learn to play. So we do registration and learn to play at six. And you can learn to play Keyforge if you're an adult in about 10 minutes and be fine enough to get one win. That's all you need. Um, so we have that. And then on the 20th, the day after that, we have our miniature paint night is back. I finally got the kits back in stock. 
uh, starting at 6 p.m. till 9 to 9 or 10, depending. Uh, we're going to be doing the Death Tyrant. That is a undead beholder. Um, the kit is $20 and it comes with 12 paints, two brushes, a water pot and a palette. And of course, the mini and everything um, you come paint along with us. Um, I would recommend coming in and prepaying for your kit because I cannot guarantee a seat unless you do that. Um, the We do still have about 15 seats left. So uh, come in while you can. It's, uh, it's about 10 days from now. So uh, that's that's all I got. Noise. I have a few. Yeah. All right. Tonight. Do you know what it is, Michael? It, tonight. Hmm. Is it? Is it a Facebook live sale? Yes. We've yes. Been doing it weekly. Okay. No. It's a betteroxy.com slash live, seven o'clock tonight. This week, we have a bunch of cool graded comics. I saw that. There's uh, some first appearances first Miles, first Something Killing the Children, first Shang-Chi, Blue Marvel, Invincible, Young Avengers, uh, Eternals nice, One. Dude. From the Kirby run, graded number nice. one, 9.6. Uh, first Phoenix, we got the locking some lock and key graded books from our signing. Um, we have a first Hawkeye, we have a first Black Widow, first Walking Dead. Wow, so etc. Lots yeah, of cool stacked first experiences. Yeah, um, this yeah, isn't the brick the, show, this is the this is the graded <laughs> show tonight, Slab City. And then this Friday, we're going to be set up at um, Asia Night Market which is an event put on by Asia Society, Texas. And um, it's going to have a bunch of cool stuff like K-pop, table tennis, sumo wrestling, um, sumo et wrestling? Yeah, they'll have some, I'm excited for that. I don't Lit. know what that, I don't know like what that entails, what it looks like at that event, but I'm excited, but it's got a bunch of free food, like a uh, food trucks. Um, just a bunch of cool stuff. It's a little festival and that's at starts at 6 PM. If awesome. you look at the event page on our, um, on any of our socials you can see it but we're gonna be set up there with like manga and anime import items and stuff like that and then not this saturday but next saturday at the sugar lane location is a signing with john swayze he's a voice actor from my hero academia and a bunch of other anime um if you go to the store you can get a free copy of the my hero academia free comic book day book and he will sign that for free and he'll also sign other stuff if you pay for it um, and he's going to be there, uh, like I said, Saturday, November 20th, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. So a nice big window. So I don't want like a big crowd to come in at 11. You know, you don't, y'all don't need to do that. It's He'll be there for the whole day. So just come in at like at three your or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, nice. And then we have a sale coming up at all locations. I feel like we just did a sale. There's another one. It's another Black Friday one. sale. Cue yeah, the drop. Another one. Yeah. Buy your mama a comic. We don't talk about DJ Khaled anymore. No, we don't. He's canceled. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, we, get, we don't anyway, see him in this house. It's Black Friday. Um, the best thing about Black Friday is that it means we're done with Thanksgiving. So I'm pretty excited about it. Um, it's going to be at all locations. It's going to be sale prices, which I'm sure everyone knows by now. Half off back issues, 25 to 50% off the rest of the store, except for sideshow items, which are 20% off, and high dollar back issues, which are 0% off. And that's uh, that's all day on Black Friday, which is November 26th. And um, from 10 to noon, we'll have a doorbuster, which is buy two, get one free T-shirts. Awesome. We've, we've simplified the Black Friday sale. Remember when we did that hourly stuff? Oh, my God. That was not a, too not much. A fan. Were you here for that, Nick? Um, you know what? No, I wasn't. I, I feel like I feel like we stopped that like my first year here. 
I think Lucky. that that works like with a smaller store when you're, you know, yeah. not as big as we are. Maybe like, you know what I'm saying? Like back when Bedrock started, you know, before they got mm-hmm. uh, bigger, um, that was a more manageable thing. But at this point, I'm not changing sales every hour. No, thank you. People were just hanging out in the store all day waiting for the next segment to start. Right. That's interesting. Um, but yeah. that's all I got for events. Okay. Nick, do you have any events? Uh, well, the KU location's got a book club. What? We'll, yeah, yeah. We'll be meeting on uh, November 19th, and we will be discover, uh, d- discussing uh, two books. Uh, Fist of the North Star, Volume 1, the excellent fighting post-apocalypse Mag Max manga. It's great. Of course. Check it out. And uh, the TMNT Reborn, Volume 1. Um, I believe it's by... Uh, oh, my. I'm going to get it wrong now. It's great. Um Wow, by, on the uh, spot. Sophie Campbell. I think it it's is. Sophie Campbell. That is Sophie Campbell. Sweet. Uh, I, I Googled yeah, it as you were talking. I love Sophie Campbell. So <laughs> sweet. Yeah, she's uh, great. But yeah, it's uh it's gonna be fun. You know, uh we, we like to basically just eat food and talk about two great books. Is there a food theme this time? Uh, uh well, we're reading a Ninja Turtles book, so, uh, so we pizza. will be eating pies of a certain variety. Uh pumpkin. Yes, yes, pumpkin <laughs> pumpkin pies. Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. That's exciting. Okay. Um, let's get into the watch list, the segment of the show where we talk about what we might have watched this week. Um, I haven't watched too much, watched some wrestling, but we don't always talk about the the weekly ins and outs of that. Um, I watched Eternals, of course, which we will talk about here in a moment. Um, but I did watch my highly anticipated uh, you know, Nick, I haven't talked to Nick about this. Dylan's heard about this. Um, New York Ninja uh, release this week. Um, that is the Vinegar Syndrome um, released this film. Um, Vinegar Syndrome, Nick, if you don't know, is a uh, Blu-ray release label. They do a lot of boutique Blu-ray releases that, like of old like genre oh. uh, old genre films, you know, um, weird giallo that no one's ever heard of. And, you know, and also just schlocky you know, mess of movies anyway. So Some they, Hong Kong it, stuff. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, but they, but they are like the criterion of genre films. They, they really, their attention to detail is top notch and their restoration is really uh, impeccable anyway. So um, they acquired uh, a few years ago, they acquired the film archive of this film company called 20th century films. Um, and in that library was this, was these cans, these film cans uh, for a film with a label that said New York Ninja. Um, it never was released theatrically or at home and they had no sound elements and no script. All they had were dailies. Um, and so one guy, his, his like, you know what, what if we could, what if we could cut this into a movie fast forward two years after getting a budget and cutting it together and figuring it out and getting a voice cast a 19. So this film was, this movie was filmed in 1982 um, and then just sat in cans for 30 years, uh, 40 years almost. Uh, and it is released in beautiful vinegar syndrome style. And it is a, a mess of a movie in the best possible way. Like they, and they, so they have nineties and eighties, uh, martial arts film actors, Don, the dragon Wilson doing a voice. They have Cynthia, Cynthia Rothrock. If you're familiar with any of these people, um, but it's it's a wild motion picture. Um, highly recommend and really a very interesting experiment. And the voices don't line up with the mouth at all. 
Um, <laughs> it's I mean, but I mean, they're like in the in the intro beforehand, the guy's like, but it's kind of like of the time. You got that a lot with the Kung Fu movies at that time period. So, hey, just don't worry about it. Like so that we, it's like we tried. But if it's if it's not working, just just look past it. Don't worry about it. Just don't think about it, Morty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so New York Ninja is available on their website. Highly recommend a great purchase. Great set uh, comes with a fantastic book that I read the entire thing of talking about the process of making the movie. Highly recommend. Sounds like um, a fun time. Yeah, dude, it's excellent. Um, but anyway, that's 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 really all I watched of note. Slowly making my way through Midnight Mass. Where where are you now? Episode three. Okay, I, I have no time. Talking long. <laughs> I'm doing it in real time, one a week. My turn. Yes. Okay. Cool. Uh, okay, so I watched a couple movies this week. Uh, over the weekend, I went and saw Spencer at. I want to see that so bad. It was really good. So it, it's like an imagining. It's not very historical. It's imagining of right. what might have happened the few days before Princess Diana died, starring Kristen Stewart and Sally Hawkins. Was cool. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, not a lot happens in the film. It's very ca- character driven, you know. Like, there's no. But you like that though, right? Middle and end. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm for that. But uh, it was just. I-, I think Kristen Stewart saved it though. She was so good in it. I hope she gets an Oscar nomination. It, it looks excellent. It is really good. Yeah, I would. I would highly recommend. It- it's a- it's fine for an at home watch if you want to do that though. Right. I don't think the theater is gonna. I mean, I have you know, AMC A list and Regal at this point. Um, uh, Regal Unlimited. So there's no reason I couldn't go see it in theaters. Yeah. Um, and then on Monday, yesterday, yeah, yesterday, <laughs> I went to an uh, advanced screening for Belfast. Which oh, is a, the Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh film. It's about, um, it's semi-autobiographical. It's about how his uh, childhood growing up in Northern Ireland and the troubles between the uh, Protestants yes. and the Catholics and struggling with whether or not to immigrate. Um, and it, it's mostly in black and white, but it was like fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. I don't want to go really? on too much about it, um, but I would. I think this is like a much wider appeal than Spencer. I think everyone would find something here. It has it, Katarina Balfe from Outlander? She's really good, and Jamie Dornan, Judy Dench, some kid. Uh, Dame Judy Dench. Um, Sorry, Dame Judy Dench. My the proper title. Yes, her character's um, name is Granny. <laughs> <laughs> it it looks great. It's fantastic. Um, but I mean, it looks like a movie that is just like this is an Oscar film. You know, and I don't mean that. I don't mean that in a derogatory way. No, okay. Some movies are like that in a derogatory way. Forrest Gump, but yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, Uh, never forget. I didn't having watched it. It wasn't like that at all. It was actually good, and it wasn't too self indulgent like some of the movies you're describing. You know, where someone's just making it for themselves and that's it. Right. Um, And then I watched Arcane on Netflix. Which hear me out. Yes, it's a League of Legends cartoon, um, but yeah, uh, I don't know anything about League of Legends. I couldn't tell you literally anything about it, other than that's a video game. But the the show was fantastic. There's only three episodes. They're releasing it weekly, three episodes at a time. Really? Um, it stars Haley Steinfeld, and uh, it's like got some of the most like breathtaking animations from a new French animation studio, and the story was incredible. I don't know how it ties into the game. But I don't really care because it's just actually really good. It's like Castlevania good, you know? I really? To try it out. That yeah. good? So good. Yeah. Okay. Sounds fun. I'm, I'm That's down all for I that. got. What about you, Nick? What did you watch this week? 
Uh oh boy, what did I watch? Uh, I forgot everything that I watched uh before Thursday. I saw so I have a letterbox uh, in IMAX. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, I I was uh, absolutely blown away. Uh, Same. It was just it was just about everything that I imagined it when I was reading the book. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. But they cut out my favorite character, which is a bummer. But who 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 they cut out? There's a character in the banquet scene that's basically described as Cable from X Men comics, basically, and it seems like he's going to get them out of the situation. But as soon as things start going down, he's just dead on the floor. Love it. It's my favorite. Guy. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I uh, and then after see after that I uh, I do remember what I watched after that I watched uh, Son of Frankenstein because I found out that uh, not all of but a bunch of the Universal monster movies are on uh, Peacock now. Yes, uh, the originals not on, on there, but Bride of Frankenstein and Son of Frankenstein's on there, and I never saw Son of Frankenstein, and um, I didn't realize how much material uh, like Young Frankenstein, the Mel Brooks movie, was um, was spoofing off of that movie, and like that was just an absolute delight to watch. You know the roots of that. That's something that yeah, I I've really never liked. seen Son of either. It's it's good. It's not as like horrific or anything like that, but it's uh it's definitely got more of an adventure movie vibe to it. Uh, but the sure. and it's not James Whale directing. It's someone else, and he kind of has fun with it. It still got okay. its creepy moments here and there. Uh, Bela Lugosi is in it. He plays Igor. Oh, excellent! Igor. Nice. Yeah. Um, okay. Highly recommend that movie. Um, and I, uh, my girlfriend, I've been showing my girlfriend uh, The Sopranos. She's never watched it. So Excellent. we knocked out the first season this weekend. And uh, earlier today, we just watched uh, the first couple episodes of the second season. Oh, and uh, I also watched Eternals too, obviously. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> of course. I got to say everything, right? <laughs> yeah. That's right. Okay. Well, let's, let's, let's get to it then. Let's talk about Eternals. So, um, that's why we're here today. Uh, you saw the episode art, and you also heard me say it at the beginning, so you shouldn't be surprised. Um, we'll say it at the top. Spoilers for Eternals. Uh, we are spoiling Eternals. Um, I don't think there's anything that we need to hold back on on this one. Sometimes we will say, oh, we won't spoil this thing, but no, we're going to spoil the whole thing. Right. If if you haven't seen it yet, or if you don't care, or you know, if you care, stop, go watch Eternals, and then resume our podcast in the car on the way home. Um, so yes, spoilers for Eternals. We, um, as we established, uh, Dylan and I, uh, previously for the, however long this movie has been coming out, excited for it. Looking great. Uh, very into it. Um, Nick, you're the, you're the, you're the X card here. So tell me you're a big Eternals fan, uh, comics Eternals fan. So what was your hype like for this movie? Were you excited? I couldn't tell you, uh, to be honest, I, uh, I was uh, I kept going back and forth because they were using some characters that kind of had like uh, my my familiarity with the Eternals is only the original uh, Jack Kirby comics and uh, the Neil Gaiman series. I never got into the Peter B. Gillis stuff, unfortunately, even though I want to and still want to. And I didn't read a uh, Grunewald's Thor yet, um, but they also show up in Roger Stern's Avengers. So I like I I've read a bit about it, but I they were introducing some characters that were only cameo like characters in the original Kirby stuff and uh, main stuff, main uh, folks in the Peter B. Gillis stuff, I think. So I kind of had no idea where to go with uh, some outlier characters. And there in the main cast, I was uh, I was pretty excited for like I was just like, this is a pretty stacked cast, but everything else about it, I didn't know anything about the director going in. Um, and I didn't 
know how it would look. So I was just super cautious about it, I guess. In short. Okay. Sure. I feel like that's common when it's something that you really like, you know, you're yeah. like, it's hard to like be like all in until you've seen it, you know, you don't want to burn yourself. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, th- that's how you end up like uh, having to fly a flag for a movie that ends up sucking uh, or the other way around. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like th- there's such a thing as being a massive fan of something and then it comes out and you can hate it. Uh, you don't have to like everything in a franchise. Dark Tower. Know? Yeah, shout out. I tr- okay, oh. Dil- Dil- hey, I will own it. That mo- well, I have nothing to own. That movie sucked. Dylan, Dylan is was party to that. To I tried to defend Dark Tower for me ma- on the walk from the door to the to the auditorium <laughs> to the walk to the exiting of the theater, and I was like, Nah, man, that sucked. It was really bad. I tried to rationalize compliments reaching, um, but anyway, um. But you didn't say it was going to be fantastic. No, I, I sure didn't. I assumed it was going to be bad because who wrote it? Uh, Avi, Arad, Avi Arad or somebody, right? Somebody terrible. Really? Um, yeah. Some... No, no, no. Uh, Avi Arad? Uh, no. Like no, not Avi Arad. It's that um, guy that writes all the bad movies. Akiva Goldman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Akiva yeah, yeah. Goldman. Not Avi Arad. I don't know why I'm tripping. Um, yeah, but anyway, let's let's talk about Eternals. Um, <laughs> Dylan, um, did you let's see here let's let's go first and let's talk about um so, so there's there's a huge cast right so let's let's first get into uh the characters um which is i think the biggest the biggest point of the movie uh the amount of characters in this thing um we have essentially a half a, a close to a dozen semi main characters and mm-hmm. maybe like five or six main characters i think cersei is our is our real main character but um yeah anyway um what did y'all think about um these these characters did you connect with any of them uh dylan i'll I'll go to you first like who did you have any standout favorite characters uh in the film so it's hard to say because some i thought okay so i told this to nick ahead of time i thought there were way too many characters before like even before I hit like just based on trailers because having read the comic there were only a few and I was like that's enough so when I saw there were 10 of them in the movie I was like that seems like like overkill I think I was right a little bit I think there were maybe too many um but some of the standouts were the smaller ones like I liked Makari a lot same Um, I thought she was really strong but it was a little bit like Cersei and the Eternals you know um absolutely fine but I think it was marketed a little bit differently um but I think like Kingo, Fastos, Bakari, Druid, Gilgamesh were all like very minor, you know, and could have been cut. As oh, much yeah. as I love Bakari, you could have gotten rid of all those characters and it, you could, it could have been the same, you know? But yeah, I, the, not a lot would have changed. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Having for said sure. that, I really liked them. And I thought Demetian was a standout for sure. And Icarus was really cool. Um, I could go on about each character, but that's what I thought. Too many, I, but, I think- but they were cool. I, I so I have a, a a little bit of a differing opinion um, that I think of the characters presented, I think uh, Cersei was one of the weaker. Uh, Gemma Chan was great. Uh, I think a lot of Cersei's character was tied into being Icarus's girlfriend, you know, or um, I think her characterization was more about her relationship to other people and not much about herself. Whereas I really liked fastos a lot and he was he was in the movie significantly less but i thought his character arc 
and his story was way more interesting. And also Druig as well. It's like, I, I wanted to have more of that conversation or the, I wanted to have that explored more. It's like, you know, he's, I want to see what's up with that. Like y'all are just like, he has a very diametrically opposed opinion for how y'all should be doing mm-hmm. this. And you're just letting him go off in the woods and do stuff like wild. <laughs> He was you running know? a cult for twenty generations. Yeah, what? Yeah, right. We just <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna fast forward to this. Like, yeah, he's like, I'll defend humans. I don't think they should have free will, but I'll defend but, them. Um, I want them to do stuff for me. <laughs> right. But I want to push back on what Michael said a little bit. Okay. I liked. Okay. The reason I thought Cersei was really good, or Cersei and Icarus specifically, is that like, yes, she was defined by her relationship to everyone else, but I thought I felt like that was the point because she like personified empathy. You know. Mm -hmm. So she was like her connection to the human race was the point. And then Icarus personified like whatever the opposite of empathy is, you know, like, like apathy, I guess, for the human race. Um, Absolutely. So even though I agree with that, but I think it like did serve a purpose. So I'll, I will contradict myself and reaffirm with what you're saying, Dylan, because on the car ride home, so I'm going to go see this with Lori, my girlfriend, who is not a fan of this type of stuff. Um, this isn't her deal. And I was very happy that she was going to go see it because I was like, uh, she, she is, uh, very bright and has a lot of good insight on these types of things and can really analyze things pretty well. And she, she thought the same thing I did about her, about Cersei sort of being defined by other people. However, she was saying what Dylan was saying in that her, her arc was more mirroring how their opinion of humanity changed throughout the film. So like she started out less caring and less empathetic and her empathy grew and she became more human like um as the as the film went on um mirroring her attitude. So her her personality changed to match her attitude, which I think is an interesting uh perspective that I didn't I didn't get when I watched it, but then uh, when she said it to me I'm like, "Oh yeah, that totally makes sense to me." And I thought the performance was great. Gemma Chan was awesome. What about you, Nick? Any, yeah. any standouts? Yeah. Who'd you like? I, I mean, I thought I thought everyone in the cast was was awesome, but I I feel like you I feel like some characters I feel like Druig in particular and maybe Sprite honestly could have been cut from the movie just to give the other characters more story time and to be themselves. Especially uh, Gilgamesh, who was another character that was defined by his relationship with mm-hmm. another character, uh, which was a little bit frustrating. But um, but uh, I, honestly, I I still liked every character in this movie uh, as they were presented in the movies uh, or in this movie, which was a uh, uh, which was really fun and passable. I think like um, Icarus, I kind of had a little bit of uh, uh, Icarus and Ajax were the two that I found myself struggling with a little bit but i guess i guess you kind of needed someone to be just sort of the odd person out and icarus was that individual and ajack i feel like um i don't know that that's what i'm honestly still kind of grappling with is kind of what her overall role was aside from being the former mentor leader if you will right without battling i guess (laughs) no for sure and I, yeah, and like to both of your points, like there were definitely characters that from a film standpoint did not need to be there. Like right. Angelina Jolie's character, Selma Hayek's character. I mean, very, I mean, a lot of that could have been handled 
differently. However, the the Eternals whole deal is that there's you know several of them and there's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah there, there, there's there's quite a few. Um, but anyway, let's let's talk about the the, the plot of the movie here. Um, so the the story of the movie is it's big, um, but um, to me, the plot is kind of secondary to the characters. I think the plot is more of a, a vehicle for the relationships between the characters because the plot is kind of, um, I don't know, aside from the twist at the end, you kind of, you can kind of know what's going to happen. And even when the twist happens, like, well, all right. I mean, either way, victory is assured, um, right. you know, so I think um, what, what did you think about the plot of this movie, Nick? Did this pull from the comics at all? Like, was this something uh, that really you're like, oh yeah, this was from the Kirby run or anything like that? Yeah, that's uh, well, not 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 quite. Um, yeah. The, well, yeah. Usually the, they're not right. They're gonna they're gonna adapt and change. Right. the The story, like the, the like the driving force of like their purpose on Earth, uh, wasn't from. Uh, it's not even from like any Marvel universe, like six one six stuff that I'm aware of. It's mostly taken from a, see, it was a maxi series from 2000 called Earth X, if either of y'all have read that. Uh, I have read Earth X, actually. Yeah, but, the, the the whole conceit being like the reason why people have superpowers is to just make sure that deviants and other bad things from space make it, uh, are, you know, warded away from the core of Earth's planet, basically. Uh, okay. Which, uh, which was fine for that story but yeah for the marvel universe it kind of causes like a lot of in-universe problems like there's just a giant like there's just a giant space god ice mountain like across the earth's surface because of this movie so that's that's going to be a weird one to kind of uh no prize their way out of i think uh but we'll see like it could have a lot of fun stuff like i I think i think with i think with that with the ice monster thing like (laughs) i i think at this point like in continuity that's not that strange with the world i mean mean, they had they had in avengers what what's the big like metal snake guys i forgot the the chitauri yeah yeah, but 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 the big huge like blimp dudes whatever those guys everyone saw that you know you're right right. (laughs) like that's that that's in canon you know that was in new york city some alien (laughs) snake plane dudes (laughs) You know, I guess now like, that you mention it, though, that makes me think that uh, they could probably do like Avengers Mountain, like in Jason Aaron's run, because lately the Avengers, I'm not sure if they're still doing it, but at the beginning of Jason Aaron's run, they were shot up in a mountain that was more or less a frozen celestial. This one nice. is Marvel, though, I will say. <laughs> it's not ice, it's but, Marvel. Right. They have to but, like tip, tip their way into it. But the, uh, but I'd say like the main overall story was uh, like, their, the main story was totally like the lore, I guess, not story, but the lore is not from the original comics. Like, sure, at all, and I don't want to be that fanboy that you know. Yeah, goes but it's into not that like the like, comics. Like, I hate it because of that. Yeah, I just right. yeah, it's just a uh, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, like it, it really set me off. I was just like, oh boy, I gotta, I gotta, gotta, gotta set that here. aside. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. It is like I read, like for your uh, recommendation, the the Kirby run here, and it. Did nothing for me. The homework did did not help me at all with this movie because it didn't apply. No. Um, <laughs> no. But like I see what you're saying. So I think it's okay to deviate from the source material if more so if no one knows it. Right. <laughs> like you do trample yeah. on the like the point zero zero one percent like you that do. So it's unfortunate. <laughs> you're like the collateral damage. You know. Like sorry. I guess. Be- because, well, I- you got you got to remember that like uh you know we are so we are in this bubble right of the the right. comic dork bubble mm-hmm. so like 
Nick having an encyclopedic knowledge of the Kirby Eternals run is not strange or not uncommon, right? However, to oh my gosh, he's got the Literally. What is, that? is that the artifact? Yeah, it's drawing it's drawing board size. It's a, nice. it's a collection that's, of the whole run. That's so cool. That's amazing. Wait, do you have a headset on? Because that was super clear from how far away you're standing from your laptop. Okay, got, uh, my earbuds in. Okay, I was like, I did, your hair is covering it. I'm like, man, that's that's a good quality <laughs> desktop microphone you got there. Um, but anyway, yeah. So like, you can't. I don't know. Um, they're going to deviate from this stuff, and you know, like I said, like Nick having this encyclopedic knowledge about that type of thing isn't odd for us at all, and like, and and right. isn't isn't uncommon, right? Because like, th- th- there's all those things that about any character that any one of us you know obsess over and love that we, we would notice anything that was wrong. Like, believe me, when I saw Dark Tower, I got all the little references that they got right and wrong. You know what I mean? Like, Roland would never do that. Are you serious? What kind of, you know, <laughs> characterization is this? Get out of here. Um, however, we have to, we are the minority. Um, the, the movies are for everybody. They're not and made so, for us. We right. remember yeah. that. And, you know, I think they put the little Easter eggs in for us, you know, they'll, uh, you know, to, to keep us happy. But, um, I think, I mean, not having read a lot of the Kirby stuff, um, I think usually the changes that they make from page to screen are generally for the best. Um, Consolidating characters, um, changing motivations, swapping characters around. Like, you know, we might not not see that because we're too close to it. But, you know, like, I I mean, I understand they didn't consolidate a lot of characters in this one, but, uh, you know. But um right, um so did you? What I I didn't I didn't know it was going to be Icarus, of course. But uh, I I didn't uh, I I don't know if I'm supposed to be shocked that there was a big twist with the way that Ajax went out. Like, oh, you're telling me that a big name actress got murked off screen, and I'm just supposed <laughs> to buy it. Yeah, okay. you're supposed to buy it. <laughs> and, and, I, and I mean, and you, Nick, you probably don't know. I am not one to try to figure out movies as I'm watching them. I like to just try to let it wash over me and not try yeah, to guess. Sure. But like yes, immediately, I'm like, okay. Oh, <laughs> she's just this? she's just dead. It must have been a deviant. Hmm. Okay. Which is which is literally like every uh, Eternal story that I've read uh, post Kirby. It's just like, oh, one of us has been murdered. Who did it? And it's usually just one of the other Eternals that did it for some, is it for some <laughs> stupid <laughs> Eternals really- reason. Yeah, some stupid Eternals reads basically. Um, so m- moving moving on towards some more technical stuff um, and the directing and the cinematography. Um, Dylan, um, Chloe Zhao, what else has she directed? She did um, Nomadland. Nomadland. She won the best and she Oscar did. for best director for that. She did. And Nomadland was fantastic. Others. I've only seen Nomadland of hers, though. Okay. Um, but what? Did, how did you like? How did you find the directing in this? Um, so I thought everything that she brought to it, I really appreciated. Um, it seemed like for better or for worse, some people don't like this, but it seemed like not part of the MCU at all to me. Like it doesn't really fit in to the franchise, which I could see as a complaint for sure. But for me, it didn't bother me because I, it felt fresh, you know, I'm, I get, I am a little tired of the formulaic Marvel thing. Like they're really good. Like movies like Shang-Chi are fantastic, but like you know within right. the first 15 minutes exactly or most of what's going to happen, you know? I didn't right. feel that way here. Um, but I haven't seen a Marvel movie that was so emotionally driven, you know? Um, sure. And character-driven and not story-driven. Story-driven is kind of their bread and butter. Um, 
And that's what I tend to lean towards more with Same. movies. So I appreciated that. Um, and obviously, like they've talked a lot about how she insisted on shooting like at locations with natural light and stuff like that. And I thought that really paid off too. And what's his name? Uh, ben Davis. He is the cinematographer. He did three billboards outside Ebbing, oh. Missouri, which I love. And yeah, I thought his cinematography really complimented her style as well. So did they just call Frances McDormand for a wreck? And she was <laughs> yeah. like, I, I, got, I got some people she for said, you. She said no to being in the movie. So she was like, but I can help you. <laughs> they initially thought she would be Ajax, I'm guessing, at that point. Um, but I also think she's... Okay, one more thing about Chloe Zhao. Yeah, is sure. She's definitely responsible for bringing in as much diversity as what was in the movie. Yeah. And I think there was a little bit of worry before the movie came out that it was just like a little performative and just like to check boxes, you know, but I thought the way she did it was it served a purpose in the movie and that they like needed to represent all facets of humanity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like disabled, gay, black, as Mexican actor, actress, you know, like a bunch, like the gamut, you know, or a lot of them. And um, and I really I I really did not feel it was perform performative in this one. You know what I mean? Like uh, yeah, I felt it felt legit. It felt um, not forced in any way, and it felt like good positive representation for people that deserve it. You know, I love that they cast a deaf actress for Macari. Like that's awesome. That's really cool. They've actually uh, yeah for sure. There was like a study that came out and. It's like interest in learning sign language. Like people have been Googling it. It's been it's like up 250% because I'm a really like people are more like interested in learning. That's really cool, I thought. Um, but I, I'm hoping that like back to the diversity that the lukewarm reception to the movie doesn't like deter Marvel or Disney from doing this again, you know? Because I think you could easily point to that and be like, well, it was too like quote woke or whatever people say you know and so we're gonna go back to this guy that's what we've been saying right for the last three movies because it's you know uh black widow you know the uh the female led you know you have uh, the first major asian uh production with shang chi and then you have this and you have and and all have you know their their vocal detractors online of course Mm -hmm. um so well, there's always going to be vocal detractors. It's just annoying at this point. Yeah, yeah it is awful. But um, I, I really, yeah, I, I think this is a film where the Rotten Tomatoes really is. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if this is because I'm too close to it or I don't, I'm, not, I'm really not trying to be biased, but I really do feel like it's it's off on that. Like it is um, makes it makes it feel like it's a worse film than it is for sure. Um, I think that's that's kind of like the problem with aggregates is like this like this was a movie that I'm not sure if like like let's, I don't think any of us were really really knew what to expect and I think that threw a lot of people off um, especially in like a critical discussion of the uh, of the movie like this movie is definitely more of a critical discussion than a, this is good or this is bad because sure. it's so emotionally driven and I I think that kind of just might have rubbed some folks the wrong way when they were reviewing it and they're and I don't think anyone's like I haven't seen anyone outwardly say, oh, this is terrible. Like, this is trash. Like, a lot of people are just kind of more confused by it than anything else. And I think that's kind of what's got the lukewarm reception more than anything. Dylan, are you seeing anything um, in the negative reviews? Like, what are, what are, I haven't read a lot of the reviews. What are people saying about this? Um, most of the negativity says that it's 
the story is too ambitious mm. which i was like what does that mean going into it but now having seen it i see what they mean because it's like the biggest like scale story we've ever seen in marvel you know right like like it kind of dwarfs everything else that's ever happened in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Nothing else matters now. You know what I mean? To right. some extent. Um, Biblically. Like Thanos who? Yeah. Uh, so right. we don't know. Her. I see what they mean by that, but it didn't bother me. Maybe it's because I'll, I'm a little bit more used to, like I can easily wrap my head around stories like that, you know, genre sure. stories. Um, so it didn't, <laughs> it didn't bother me. I didn't think it was too ambitious, but uh, I see what people mean when they complain about that. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, I let's 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 uh let's talk about the action scenes. What do you think about them? I think um I'm, so Lori and I had completely opposite takes. She thought that there was a really good balance between talking action, talking action, talking action. I thought that for your average movie going audience that there was not enough action in this movie. I thought it was um a little light on the action. I I, I could see that. Now I, that doesn't hinder my experience at all. Um, but I thought the action was a little sparse for, for how long it was. Was this two and a half hours or so? Yeah. Right. Well, I think Chloe Zhao definitely values like intimacy over spectacle. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, to me, that that's one of, one of my like few complaints with the movie is that the action seemed scene seemed a little bit like tacked on and like out of necessity, like, Oh, let's get this action scene out of the way. They'll fight something. And then we'll go back to the important stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But I think action scenes are the best when there's major developments happening during them. And I didn't get a lot of that. It kind of seemed like she's like, they were like, Chloe, you have to have an action scene here. It's been too long. And she's like, okay, a deviant will show up. You know? Right. And right. now they, now they right. have to wrestle a deviant. A deviant. Yeah. Well, to build on that point, like I, I, I thought that the deviants like were totally compromised from the adaptation to serve purpose. Uh, a big part of them originally was they, I mean, they were total forces of chaos, but they were still like people basically like they weren't just monsters sent to destroy. They just kind of chose to destroy on their own volition. And because they had that choice, it was, there was an implication that they could uh, think for themselves and move further from that. And that's one of Athena's arcs in the original series was to actually help some of them kind of build those skills and, and develop like critical thinking and, it was a. Uh, it was. I honestly like. I thought that would have been much better for the movie that they were that Zhao was trying to make uh, than what we got. To be honest, because you know the deviants were basically just you got to throw them in there, fight. There were plot devices for sure, but I think she definitely yeah. um, leaned into the the heroes rather than the villains. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. Crow had it was nothing. You know. But no. <laughs> that's fine with me because I had no attachment. But uh, I don't know. Sometimes I think in general, not from what you just said, but people get too hung up on like needing there to be a great villain in mm-hmm. something when sometimes the villain is just like circumstantial and is highlighting what the hero is doing. You know what I mean? And I like the swerve at the end where it turned out, I wouldn't say Chris is the villain villain, but he was the antagonist, you know? Right. So that was way right. more interesting to me than their version of the deviants which yes. we're just there to move the story along right yeah i thought i thought they were also uh, largely unnecessary to the plot uh, other than we have to fight deviants like yeah. okay they're but necessary like, <laughs> as a plot device right right as a plot device but like they didn't right. add, i mean but like 
you could have replaced deviants with you know potatoes anything and right the like it was what a the deviant was for the movie or right. for the universe not the movie right 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 um and i don't subscribe to the whole like i know everyone's trying to pick uh holes in it with uh you know why didn't they help with thanos or whatever it's like well they told you exactly why the, and well they're also they're basically robots who are programmed a certain way and they can't do it like if you know uh and I don't How'd know. you feel about that revelation, Nick? Oh, I, uh, I, 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 everything that happened in the movie, I, I, I in generally, I, 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 like I said, I'm really conflicted because in general, I do like this movie. It functions very well as a movie, and everything in the in the movie and this movie's world makes sense. But yeah, it's just there. Like every time, like a changeup happened, I was just like, yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, well, but I literally, I literally <laughs> thought of you when that happened. I was like, "Oh, that's unfortunate." He's not gonna like that. <laughs> Nick's gonna have an aneurysm on this one, that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, no, I was kind of just like, I, I, I guess I get this decision, but I just think it's cooler that it's just like, okay, well, um, the Eternals are the super ego, humanity's the ego, and the Deviants are the id. Like, I, I just think it's kind of cool that that the that they have a common ancestor on the evolutionary scale. And it would also really help explain how mutants exist in the MCU, but we'll find out how that happens. <laughs> right. I feel like we say that every movie, like, oh, maybe this will bring in the mutants. And then we're like, nope, not nope, this nope. time. <laughs> They'll just appear. It'll be fine. Um, do y'all have any major complaints with the movie? I'll start. Um, I think um, my, honestly, my biggest complaint is it was, is the length. I think there was a lot of exposition that could have been handled differently. Um there now i'm not a filmmaker and i don't suppose propose to tell you how um however like there was a legitimate like five minute scene where ashram is just monologuing the the plot to cersei and it was just like oh man there was a lot of and then this and then this it's like oh boy we're just still going going with it okay just (laughs) it was it was it was a lot there was a lot of exposition um, and the the part when she, when they have to recruit the party after you know uh, they all wake back up and the deviants are back, they ha- one of my biggest pet peeves in films is repetition that isn't part of the plot. Um, and that they eventually did start fast forwarding through, you know, uh, having to explain the entire plot of the film to every diff- every eternal that they're recruiting. But they did it a lot. I was like, okay, we can can we can we move on with this a little bit? I've it's time to time to move on. <laughs> but, I, didn't, um, I don't feel I don't wholly agree with that. There was a ton of exposition, but I thought that they like weaved it into their like emotional state pretty well most of the time. And then whatever they would find out would propel them into like a new one. So it didn't bother me as much as as Michael, I think. But it was like there were a couple dumps, exposition dumps, filthy the Arisim one, but it had like a really pretty uh set set piece behind it. So it made me more okay with it, but it didn't bother me as much. What sure. about you, Nick? I I, I really hate hated Arishim talking. <laughs> like I I really hate it. To basically piggyback on what you said, Michael, uh, it was basically more of an exposition bot than than an uncaring you know force of nature. Like I I really I, that really just kept rubbing me the wrong way, uh, but. Then again, it also did give us an excuse for uh, for that really for the really cool shots of just Eternals being like right in front of his face, which those were right. so cool. Those were my really favorite shots cool. Of the movie. So, um, 
and I already gave my complaint about the deviance, I guess. So, I mean, that was kind of really the, the two main ones. Like I, I'm okay with deviations here and there, but I felt like, yeah, making the deviance kind of just uh plot bots and, and making Arishem uh, the exposition bot just kind of added unnecessary like time <laughs> runtime to this movie. Yeah, I get that. I, cause I don't, I don't think that it, I think it was a little long for what it was, but I, again, I would, I will watch it again and I'm not going to, I'm not like if I had, to, I think complaining about the, the runtime is a bit of a reach for me, but I mean, if I had to find something, that would be what I complained about. Well, um, also real quick. Well, yeah. did we need Dane Whitman? No. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, you did. Did we? No, you okay, need to have both. With... You need to have both Kings of the North. Right. You know, that little to... moment they had. Uh, yeah, Sure. And having just, Harrington, Harrington say "I love you, Cersei" is like, weird. come on, it's it was. It I was know crazy. it's like uh, actors I, I, and di- I, I, actors I in like different that, roles, but I hated it. Like just like, <laughs> like no, <laughs> but it's the same way I felt about a bunch of the other characters where I don't, they weren't needed, but I he was like pretty charming and he did a good job and it was a good setup. I like I, I liked him in the movie. Like uh, I, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong, I liked him in the movie too, but I'm not sure if we like needed. Him. Oh, we definitely no, did he not. Felt, need him. He felt disjointed. He felt a little Black Widow and Iron Man too. You know, like yeah. Oh yeah, you oh. remember my friend here. Or or Hawkeye yeah. and Thor. It's like Hawkeye this and person. Thor, I think is more accurate. Yeah, he'll he'll pay off later. He's like, hello, goodbye. Here's I'm my sorry. old timey weapon we don't use anymore. <laughs> I'm excited to see more of them though. Oh yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. Pick up the sword again. You know, <laughs> time to go. Um f- how about uh, before we before we score this thing, um the after credit scenes. Let's talk about them. We talked about one. Oh Pretty yeah, much. we did. Except yeah. for the voice. Did you guys know who the voice was while it happened? Because I didn't. I had to hear online. I I I, I looked it up. No, I did not know. And who I'm, was it? That bothers uh, me. I, I read somewhere it was Blade. It is Blade. Chloe Zhao confirmed it in an interview. <laughs> which bothers me because I'm like, <laughs> like if you couldn't Blade get Blade is in like Mahershala Ali. Yeah, yeah. Blade. <laughs> what? If you couldn't get him to film it, then don't make him he didn't need to be there. You know what I mean? <laughs> If I have to look it up after, I feel like <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's, like, it's not worth it. You know yeah, how, right. It's not a flex if I don't know. Really cool. I would should have had some a bunch on. of money that that was not yeah. her decision, though. You know. Oh, of course. That they're yeah, like, sure. hey, when you have a Blade and Black Knight in this, can you do that too? You like, think really? Chloe Zhao was like, oh, you know what would be cool if we had Blade be the voice of the sword? <laughs> you know, it actually would be kind of awesome if she just really wanted Blade in the mix. Chloe Zhao like loves such Blade. She's a huge fan of the original. Like she's just like, we gotta get Blade. Or she knows nothing, and he's like, he's picking up a Blade. So he should talk to Blade. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could be that. That's, that's, that's how that works, guys, right? Yeah, right. But um, I thought that scene was cool. Uh, you know, it just in, in case you didn't have any inkling that uh, you know, Kit Harrington was playing uh, uh an important character. You know, there you get it. Uh, I like the character posters. It's like all their like wacky names, and then his just is like Dane. It's Dane. like all right. I don't know. I agree though. He did not need to be here. Um, but luckily, he was barely in it. Right. And then the huh? the and then we had the first wait. Which I don't remember the order they came in. The 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 one we haven't discussed is the mid credits. The mid credits. So we have. Uh, you want to go ahead and walk us through this one? Dylan. Oh, okay. I don't know much about this character. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I'll get you know what I'll give it to Nick because I bet you Nick knows more better than I do. Uh, so, so the Eternals are on their their spaceship uh, of some kind, 
and they're talking and then there's like a disturbance of some kind and then basically uh, a, a portal opens and you think oh it's like the the asgardian bridge like in thor and then out rolls uh harry styles so pip the troll pip the troll Patton oswald pip the troll not Boys by Patton oswald yeah i did not see that I, I i saw him i was like danny devito's gonna start talking now oh my gosh <laughs> It was, Boy. but it was pretty cool that they got Pat Oswald on there, and he uh, stumbles his way drunkenly to introduce uh, us to uh, Star Fox himself, uh, Eros, the brother of Thanos. Yes, both uh, Jim Starlin creations. Are um, you a Star Fox fan? Either y'all? No. Uh, Is anyone <laughs> not particularly? No. I had the, he had a pretty good Heroclix piece that I used in a tournament one time. Okay. He was kind of funny in Roger Stern's Avengers run, but uh, yeah, like he's he's just a, a creep. He's pretty insufferable, and his powers, yeah. they're going to have to edit that somehow for the MCU because it's not yeah. adaptable. But what are I his powers? He, he can, makes people fall in love with him. Oh. He stimulates their pleasure centers. Oh, Lord. Because you see, he's brothers with Thanos, and uh, if uh, we all know our Greek philosophy, we have Eros and Thanatos, you know, love and death. Ah, uh, yes motivating forces i think okay hear me out i think that the casting is perfect harry styles uh, <laughs> i don't because, disagree with that because i love you the can, costume you can eliminate those powers and it's just like it's harry styles so that's <laughs> that's the reason you know like you could still have that same the same character beats but it's because it's harry styles not because of his powers so i thought that was genius casting i really like harry styles i thought his two sentences were cool i really like the troll he was actually I, I was my favorite character it. in this movie. Pip the Troll. All yeah, right, for well, sure, let's, let's, let's give this movie a, sco- a score. We, uh, Nick, if you're not familiar, we rate it on the CGC scale. Um, so uh, if you're not familiar at home, it starts at a 0.5. Maximum is a 10. Um, I am going to throw it to Dylan first. I'm going to make Dylan go first on this one. So this was, as we talked about briefly, my most anticipated Marvel movie this yes. year. I was very excited for it. I was ready for that 10-0 gem mint. But unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get there. Um, but I did get a solid 8-0, I thought. So I enjoyed it. Very passable. Worth watching. Um, I'll watch it again. I watched it twice. Went to the oh, theater wow, twice really? to see it. Yeah. Wow. So um, an 8-0 was pretty good for me. I liked it. So that's, uh, that, that's my score. To, to, uh, to further um, elucidate here, uh, Dylan gave No Time to Die an 8.5, as well as Birds of Prey. I'm looking at things that you gave similar scores to. Uh, Birds of Prey yeah. is better than this. Wow. Y'all have people are going to by the way? Yes. Um, kind of. We kind of do. But I, I want to emphasize that it's not, I feel like it's not getting a fair shake and everyone should go see it and make their own, formulate their own opinion. You know, don't look at the 50 whatever percent Rotten Tomatoes and be like, oh, it must suck. It's Marvel's first dud. Like, it's 50 something percent because it's divisive and people either like it or they don't a little bit, you know? Um, or they fall somewhere in the middle, like me. But I think, I don't know. I just hate, I've seen a lot of people uh, having their opinions informed by the Rotten Tomatoes score. I feel like that's, that's lame, you know? I agree. For sure. If, you, if those people looked up all their favorite movies, they would find lots of rotten movies, I'm sure, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, like one of my most favorite movies is Interstellar, and that has a pretty um, a score that doesn't reflect how good the movie is. <laughs> I feel like Interstellar is the Eternals of Nolan's. 
I mean, it's still exactly, a 72, you know? which is respectable. But that's like an overly ambitious movie, too. It is. But that's my score. That was very long-winded. Sorry. Um, um I'm going to give it also an 8 That's sort of where I was at already. And looking back through the years, Dylan, you gave... You don't give a lot of 8 Um hmm. 2019 we don't even have you on uh you you're just you were just a sometimes guest but 20 2019 rather uh 2018 you weren't on 2019 you gave captain marvel an eight and you gave spider-man far from home an eight um i I stand by it i i gave one movie in 2019 and eight no two movies i gave shazam and star wars nine which is a rise of skywalker i want to revise that and lower that um but uh I haven't given an eight this year. So an eight is a pretty uncommon score for us. So Nick, where's your oh. eight? No, I'm kidding. Uh, it, it's not here. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what do you okay, got? So I, I got, I have to give it two different scores as an adaptation. It's a, uh, it's a straight up, like the covers off and like the right. staples are popped. It's 0. 0.5. The case is holding it together. Basically. Right. Eternal is uh, a name I, only. I would say, right. uh, I would say as a movie though, uh, I, I'd give it a 7.5 for sure. 7.5. Okay. Excellent. Well, that was that was uh, that was fun, um, but you know what? Let's uh, let's get into the news. We're already running super long, so we can probably. I'm going to trim a couple of these off of mine. But, uh, Dylan, I'll let you let you go first. Go for it. All right, real quick. Uh, Eternals did not bomb. It had 162 million opening weekend, which is second to e. Fast Nine, who also had wow. 162 million, a, a little bit more. Um, it underperformed in America. American audiences aren't feeling it like overseas. I don't know what that means. But that's where we're at. Um, it did less than Shang Chi, Black Widow, and uh, Venom. Uh, so I Yikes. don't know. Um, and that is with. Uh, it's important to factor in that it's not going to get a Chinese release because of it's been banned from there because of Chloe Zhao's comments, and it's not going to get shown in, uh, you know, Arabia, like Kuwait, stuff like that, for political reasons. So I don't know. It's doing pretty strong considering the uh, shortcomings. You know what I mean? um we'll see how how it holds up though um i'm excited about this one disney plus day is uh this friday and they're releasing a uh, 13 marvel movies in the imax aspect ratio which that's is like exciting 1.9 by yeah. one, one or something like that um i've been wanting this for a very long time i've always asked i'm like there's no reason why they can't do that uh so i think it's really cool are you guys Sorry, man, what does make you watch anything Iron Man one's on the list. I want to see that again in that format. That'd be really cool. So yeah. I wonder. So I wonder how they will designate it. Uh, will it be you know I watch Shang Chi theatrical and then I watch Shang Chi IMAX or is it just a setting like I choose a subtitle? I think it's just converted. They some movies say IMAX enhanced. Uh, and I don't think you can watch the version. With oh, the oh, cars. interesting. Okay. Hmm. Who would be mad about that though? Like. I don't want to stick with the less of the movie. Like, er, <laughs> I don't know. Like, congrats, um, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm sure some purists are like. I, I only right I only watch four three uh, cropped films. I only watch yeah, this Instagram on VHS. Square. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Moving on. Black Panther has stalled again. This movie is pretty cursed. I feel like. Uh, but this is Black Panther two. We're gonna forever. Letitia Wright. Um. Has apparently had an onset injury since September and she was uh this is and she's been in london since so they're halting the movie until early next year wow um this follows right after uh the news of her 
you know, anti-vax opinions, um, which is like pretty dissenting among her other cast members. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, but, you know, I hope she gets better and we get a good movie, you know? Yes. I think it might be a situation where they said they tried to film around her as much as they can. So I think it might, we might see, I'm hoping it's not distracting, but I think we might see like some digitally transposed Letitia rights in scenes, you know? That's unfortunate. Um, It'll be a little awkward here. But who knows? Um, yeah, I mean, are either y'all a werewolf by night fan? Yes, I am. I'm, so I'm you're excited Moon about fan. this then? Yes, I am. Okay, Gael Garcia Bernal. Uh, he, we don't really know much about it, but there's some kind of Disney Plus Halloween special thing coming out at some point, and he's apparently there's a lot of like asterisks here. Going to play werewolf by night. Um, I assume maybe we'll find out more on Friday, the Disney Plus day, but probably. This is super exciting, I think. Cameo. Yeah, that's that's exciting. I'm really looking forward to uh, next week's episode where we're going to be talking mostly about Disney Plus Day. Um, <laughs> I bet we're going to get a lot of cool stuff on that one. Is this good but, casting? Uh, I mean, like, honestly, I feel like uh, it's a character that's uh, not super one or anything like that, but I think anyone could really tackle the <laughs> werewolf not, by not, night. Not complex I, I is what you're saying? <laughs> Uh, not, not really. No, I mean, like he's, he's, you know, he's out to protect his sister. You know, that's kind of just about it, if I recall correctly. Uh, just uh, like honestly, like every, I'd say just about any Bronze Age horror Marvel book, except for maybe like the Mummy book they did, is really good and worth checking out in those really expensive collections. But still, check worth checking out. Sweet. Oh, it's cool that they're building some kind of little pocket Marvel area with Blade, Moon Knight. Yeah werewolf by night that kind of stuff i mean they um, got to introduce werewolf by night and moon night now that i think that sorry <laughs> right yeah but will morbius show up that's what we, that's the no keep him away there. yeah i don't i don't need no morbius. jared leto in the house yeah no, no jared leto he can, he can sleep in the it. yard they're gonna do it i'm telling you mark yeah. my words i don't want it no to jared leto. i don't want it to there's a web of to. possibilities uh, <laughs> uh um God. speaking of sony uh there's a boring poster for spider-man no way home came out um it has some sand in the background some electricity a little mm-hmm. tiny green goblin and some doc ock arms what about the other green goblin that nobody liked in, <laughs> in, the, in that other movie dane dehan what are you talking yeah. about we love dane dehan that's everyone's <laughs> favorite green goblin no, all right, I don't know. all right, all right. I, I'm not going to take that away from y'all, but uh, the competition is Willem Dafoe. No, he's awful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, we don't actually know. don't stand Dane DeHaan. <laughs> no, it's okay if you like him. I'm not going to take that away from you, Michael. <laughs> I don't think anyone would say that. But um, um, th- this poster is fine. I don't know. I don't get hyped for posters. Exactly. I yeah. don't know. Unless it's like Mondo, you know, or some yeah, some like yeah. special poster. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, like if Francesco Francavia drew it. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. So, sign me up for that. I don't know. I feel like they're overestimating their importance a little bit or their reach by basically not marketing this movie at all. Like they're we got really... one, one lackluster trailer and we just got a poster, which theaters can't promote it until there's a poster. So now they're going to start. It comes out in a month. Um, and Spider-Man. Yeah, I get it. It's Spider-Man, but like... you. I, We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like you need to bring in regular people too, not just like us who are super hyped about it. But I guess there it's being marketed by all the leaks. There's a photo that yeah. came out yesterday, like a very compromising photo. Um, they are running the loosest ship at Sony 
there, I feel like there's no surprises left for the movie. That, I, I hope. Oh, I'm how wrong. Co- how could there be? I don't know. I, I'm going to be what, blown what away. Surprises for me, I haven't been googling anything. I'm just like, oh, it says that. I'm not. No, done. Nice. Good I'll for go you. Read a book. So you're the type of person that, like, I think that's the best thing to do. But if you didn't already like comics, you might not know there's this movie's coming out. You know what I mean? Because you're not Googling this stuff and you're not into comics. So. And also the stupid naming conventions, which we t- I think we discussed this last week. Uh, we got problems with the way they name these movies. I'm over it. <laughs> it's about home, I guess, but they don't really talk about yeah. it. Why, why did they shackle themselves to that? It's not that good of a gimmick it's like gimmick no it's, it's home dumb. i don't like Spider-Man i mean home goods it better pay off at some point he yeah he they better buy a they, home goods they, they should have called the second one peter takes europe or something like something like totally right, right. out Just, of this world yeah right i don't know um i think if there's another trailer for this, what do y'all want to see in it? Do you want the, all the villains? You want the three Spider-Man? Just, to just show up? give me what we know is there. So as you're saying you lay you out all the cards, lay them out. Uh, well, no, I, I feel the opposite. I just don't want to see the beat by beat, like how the structure of this movie is going to lay out, oh, like I the other two Spider-Man movies. Today. I don't want the plot, but I want I want to stop having the debate of who's in this movie and who isn't in this oh, movie. Okay, you know, yeah, just no, I, I lay it out there. And I think I think what you do is if you want to truly maintain a secret. Which I think, you know, maybe they do have some secrets up their sleeve, but like, nope. you know, maybe, maybe Jamie Foxx shows up. I mean, know, as electric. That's not a secret. This, the oh, wait. Oh, is he in there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the lightning bolts there. So, okay. Fox well, I, I, either way, maybe there's something, right? But like, everyone's hung up on the Spider Man thing. Show, show the Spider Man thing over here. Then you can have a real big surprise later. You know, I don't know what that is, but like, I don't know if you. Or maybe that's all they have, and they were banking on people not finding out. And Oops. The secrets, that's how they also y- bring y'all, Punisher y'all are and not, in the mix. Right. Y'all are not, you know, Lucasfilm being able to keep Luke Skywalker and Grogu a secret, dog. Which yeah, we talked about last week, too. Like, that that's remarkable that that was under wraps. Pretty wild, yeah. You know? This is the complete opposite. You can look up images of all the villains. And they're all there. Stuff as well in this movie, if you wanted to. Which Dr. Is Doom like shows up. Travesty. The big yeah. surprise oh, is the X-Men. If Dr. Doom shows up played by Mads Mikkelsen, that'd be great. Sign me up. I mean, I love okay. Mads. Let's go. More Mads. Um, he just gets resurrected. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, sorry, I was masquerading as this nothing I'm, character. I'm Dr. Doom for it, real. It was sorry. a Doombot. It was a Doombot. <laughs> right? It was a Doombot. The John Bird special. Love it. Yep. I think y'all are on to something. Um, let's see. Uh, Rogue Squadron was delayed. Uh, because Patty right. Jenkins apparently has other commitments like uh, Cleopatra and Wonder Woman 3. Um, How does that not get like cleared as part of the schedule initially? Like, like oh, did yeah, they well, not think that Wonder Woman 3 was going to be a thing? Like, because that's well, weird. I'll tell y'all. Uh, they I don't know if it's true, it's a conspiracy, but um, I feel like this movie's never going to come out because uh, she underperformed with Wonder Woman 2. Uh, they did the same thing to Ryan Johnson with his trilogy. That's been yeah. coming the out. Star Wars for, trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. forever when fans turned on him. Uh, Star Wars fans are pretty unforgiving. So I don't think we'll really? see this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, right? I, I, didn't, I didn't know that. H- hadn't but hadn't so noticed. Um, <laughs> so laid so, back. Yeah. I'd be shocked if we ever saw this, but we'll see. Um, this one's for Nick. Yeah. I don't know much oh. about it. So I need you to explain it to me. The Taika Waititi movie in call. All right. Uh, Le Inca. Oh, it's, okay. uh, it's a science fiction uh, uh, French masterpiece comic, basically. 
by okay. Alejandro Hodorowsky and uh, Moebius. Yes. And it is like, like uh, you can ask me and you can also ask Austin who works at the, uh, at the Washington slash Heights store. Uh, it's arguably the greatest science fiction comic ever made. If, if it's not the best. Um, uh, it, Jodorowsky is phenomenal. Like, yes, I'm a fan. Th- this, uh, this and project Mobius. came up. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, this project came about because uh, their Dune project failed. <laughs> but they still wanted to, I mean, like collaboration still happened amongst everyone on the production design part of the team. And Mobius and Hodorowsky basically started talking to each other. And then they uh, eventually made a comic together that had elements from the Dune movie, but is also very much its own super trippy acid sci-fi story about higher spirituality and understanding God. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a, it's wild, a wild, wild time. It's also yeah. got space bounty hunters and all the things you love and, space operas it could make a really excellent film right if alfonso coron was directing it that's who i had in mind but we'll see what taika does I, i'm so excited i think taika could do a really good job with it hey, especially with a jermaine clement helping him hey jodo makes movies why doesn't why not just have jodo I, I, do thank it? you no i mean no that'd be a mess i mean you'd never get <laughs> I mean, it done yeah, first yeah. of all no it wouldn't but still i want to see that mess it's like give, give me give me holy mountain but like with a budget and <laughs> No, th- oh my God, I'm good. I I love Jodorowsky, but like, no, I'm good. He did, just you, you can't do Holy Mountain again. <laughs> I'm I'm all right, buddy. Oh man, I did just pick up uh that new 4K of Santa Sangre on uh from Severin Films. Ooh, that's a that's, that's nice. a good one. Yeah, that's a picture. <laughs> but anyway, right, my, my last one. I save the best for last. How oh, familiar have- are y'all with the uh, feud between Vin Diesel? Oh, quite. And, and Dwayne Johnson. Oh. Yeah, that, that, feud. I have I have some rock news on mine as well. Oh, okay. Is there's some love there's song some <laughs> Yeah. So did Vin you Diesel's all... got a new song coming out? Oh my god. No, the rock. Is he finally heard... dropping that album? The Rock's a rapper now. Have you He's heard? a triple threat. Oh wow. Oh, the Rock's a rapper now? Yeah. Oh my god, it's so I, bad. I, I, you I'm have to listen loop, to it. I guess. Oh, are you at do you are you you're not doing a bit? I'm not doing that. I had no idea that the rock. Oh uh, boy! The rock dropped a, a single. Oh <laughs> boy! He does a verse on who is it? Uh, Tech Nine? Who's who's the song? Somebody. I don't know. Some 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 rapper. It's got a verse with the rock on it, and it's <laughs> it's as bad as you think it could be. It's not so. Good. I'm get, so it's fun. Like it's what you're imagining. Yes. Yeah, it is fun. It's a meme. All right, cool. <laughs> as long as it's fun. Yeah. Um, Okay, did y'all read this Instagram post? Vin Diesel posted a public message to The Rock, a passionate, impassioned plea to uh, join Johnson. Uh, yeah, to to Dwayne Johnson to join uh, Dwayne the Rock uh, Johnson. Yes, <laughs> I'm sorry, I put respect on that man's name. Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um, he wants him to be in the last movies. Uh, did y'all read this caption by chance? It's pretty epic. No, I didn't. Um, I I recall what he says. He says, my little brother, Dwayne, the time has come. (laughs) The world awaits the finale of Fast 10. As you know, my children refer to you as Uncle Dwayne in my house. It's not a holiday that goes by that you that they and you don't send you well wishes. It's it's Vin Diesel. Um, Yeah. But the time has come. Legacy awaits. I told you years ago that I was going to fulfill my promise to Pablo. I swore that we would reach and manifest the best fast finale. That is 10. I'm trying. Wow. I say this out of love, but you must show up. Do not leave the franchise idle and have a very important role to play. Hobbs can't be played by no other. I hope that you rise. 
to the occasion and fulfill your destiny. Jesus. This is so epic and poorly. Written. I only knew the last part. Fulfill what your a... destiny. Fulfill your destiny. Um, wow. Oof. What's gonna come of this? Is is the is the will Dwayne the Rock Johnson respond? Will he be in these movies? Uh, yeah, I feel man, like Dwayne I think... the Rock Johnson will not be in these movies in this movie, and I'm okay with that because I'd rather have ten Hobbs and Shaw movies than than another Fast and Furious movie. He said last week he didn't want Hobbs and Shaw to be part of that franchise anymore. All right, well here we so, are. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they should make more Hobbs and Shaw, but I feel like we have John Cena now, so like we can we've move moved on. on from the Rock. Yeah, but he's not like fun, John Cena. Yeah, he's kind of a stick in the mud, but yeah, I, I... but. Don't underestimate Fast Nine's uh, ability to completely switch a character up in the next movie that they're in. You know, we could get fun John Cena the next one. I mean, you, you know what? Yes, yes, you're right. Uh, yes, you're right. Never forget uh, the characters in Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, and where or, they ended up going. Or Shaw, you know, he could just be a or totally Shaw, different, yeah. different person the next movie. So, we'll yeah, see. sure. I mean, <laughs> with as much money as that last fast movie made they'll pay the rock enough money he'll come do it i think he'll do it too i think yeah. that he's gonna say he's not and it'll lying they'll to try ourselves. and they'll try and like surprise us with him in it yeah i i'm trying not to break kayfabe here or anything like that oh. i want the beef to like really go up so that way when the rock does show up in the middle of fast x furious which is what it's gonna be called then fast uh, x furious yeah yeah because x means 10 <laughs> and and in modern parlance <laughs> Uh, yeah, when know. he shows up uh, as this like are you surprised i uh showed up i'd be like yes brock i was surprised you showed up can you just give someone no a rock idea. bottom please like just give me just do the wrestling on the tv on the movie he did some of his, he did some of his wrestling moves on uh shaw and furious seven didn't he i don't remember he but he's not doing a rock bottom which is what i want <laughs> and the people's Wait, what is that it's his finishing move the rock bottom it's a uh, it's it's hard to describe if you haven't seen it. He picks somebody up and throws them down, which is all of wrestling. So I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know, he do that all the time in these movies. Well, yeah, know. but yeah, like it's a specific, it's a specific way that he does it. I also want a people's elbow, but that's a lot harder to do on a movie. <laughs> but uh, Dylan, that's all your news. That's all I got. Okay, um, I'm t- carrying the torch for Ron. I'm doing the video game news. So um, Netflix Games has launched um, last week. And they expanded to iOS today. So um, the the landscape of mobile gaming is changing uh, in that uh, this game streaming thing is now real. And lots of people are trying to do it and get in on that market. And I'm about it. I I mean, the, the library on the Netflix games is kind of garbage, but like, uh, you know, they're brand new. Uh, but I am about mobile game streaming. I think it's neat. I like we have the infrastructure to do it. Um. I don't know. Do y'all ever do any of the like Xbox Game Pass or Stadia or any of that uh, local stream or the Wi-Fi streaming? No, I'm sorry. No, oh. it, I'm not opposed to it. It's you yeah, know, yeah. I thought I was going to hate it, but it's pretty good. Um, it works pretty well. I I, I like it. Um, but so, yeah, it expanded to iOS today as of this recording. So that's that is awesome. Um, more video gaming news. Um, November 11th. Is going to be a big day for Xbox Game Pass because GTA San Andreas, the definitive edition, is going to be free on Game Pass on the 11th. And ooh-wee, that is exciting. I can't wait for this, this new release of the GTA Trilogy definitive edition, and we're going to get San Andreas for free. 
I mean, also they're going to put Elder Scrolls Five on there, but like uh, uh, Skyrim. I mean, whatever. If you know, if you haven't played Skyrim by now, you're just, just what are you doing? <laughs> but like San Andreas, like you know, that hasn't been released on every console t- since the end of time. Um, like I'm, I feel like I could play Skyrim on my phone at this point. Uh, well, I will be able to can. on November 11th. I can stream it on my phone. Um, but anyway, so that's that is super exciting news. Um, Game Pass. If you don't have Xbox Game Pass ultimate it is so worth your time um absolutely recommend it i'm a big old fan of that stuff um there is a new pokemon trading card game app that was supposed to launch this month but it got delayed pokemon tcg live um so i don't know if either of you have i assume you haven't played the app version of the pokemon trading card game no i have not it mostly sucks like it's fine but like you can play it but like, I'm sure you've also never played MTG Arena, but Magic the Gathering Arena as an app in a game is the best digital card game for production and presentation. It's up there with Hearthstone. It's, it's about as good as you could want. So Pokemon has one coming out that is going to rival that and have like animation and look nice. But it got delayed till 2022 uh, because of, you know, I, COVID, I guess. I don't know. They have, they have you know, staff problems and lots of uh, tech delays, but that is exciting because they're looking to, they also are tying it into their physical released games as well. So, you know, you buy the packs and you get the code and you can redeem it in the app. So they're still supporting their local game source. Whereas like some of the other digital games are moving digital only, which is a problem. Um, But moving on to tabletop news. um, Another one that y'all probably don't know about um, there. Have you ever heard of the podcast old gods of Appalachia? Yeah. Okay. Uh, While they're getting a tabletop RPG, um, a a formal announcement is coming um, on the 12th. Old Gods of Appalachia is a horror podcast of alternate Appalachia, sort of like a horror themed podcast about like, what if these horrible things, the monsters and Lovecraft and cults and stuff happened in like the hills of Kentucky. Um, It's a very, very good podcast. Um, I like it quite a bit. It's free. You can go listen to it. Um, but uh, they're having an announcement on the 12th uh, that they're going to have a well and a quote, well, well-respected game company is going to be making a tabletop RPG off of it. That's very exciting. Um, speaking of podcasts and tabletop RPGs, uh, you should know the adventure zone is a comic that we carry um, based on a very popular actual play podcast. Um, they run on dungeon world, which is a great uh, game. But they announced season three is going to be coming. Uh, the McElroy family uh, family uh, announced that the new season is starting. Um, and they're going to have a new DM, which is very exciting to me. Uh, their DM is Abria uh, Iyengar, who is on Critical Role. And I know her from Colock 1991, and she is a fantastic DM. So I've actually never listened to the Adventure Zone, so this is going to get me into it. Um, I know Austin was really a big Adventure Zone guy. Um, yes. Yeah. Did yes, you ever read is. the comic? Uh, no, I uh, I didn't get around to it. Uh, like I think like uh, Austin and Chuck are like really into or we're really into that podcast for a bit. So. Yeah, it's a lot. Of I've, fun. I've heard all the, I've heard a lot of the jokes, and it seems it sounds like a delight. If I had more time, it's one of those things I'd totally right. Okay. Yeah, right. Same. It's like time. How many How many great podcasts? Hey. Look Look who's in the yeah, background. Look, look, look who it is. Ron, Ron. Ron, say something. Hey, Ron. Ron's, hey, is Ron. Ron there? He can't hear y'all. This is Ron. Oh, it's hey. Ron. Oh, what? That's it. There do, do, wait, do I have to pay him for that? Bye, Ron. 
yeah that's his cameo that's all right uh all right i I have two pieces of wrestling news um we have uh, more wwe releases um as they have been doing a lot of that lately um they released uh, uh, about a dozen people but the bigger names on that were um nia Jax, keith lee carrion cross ember moon and oni lorkin mia yim this has just been going on since last year. They will release a big batch of people uh, without any real. Some people you get why because they haven't. They're not very good or they haven't been used. But some people are. Some of these people are very popular. Keith Lee is very popular. Karrion Cross is very popular. Nia Jax is not popular and bad. So you get that. But uh, you know it's weird. You know I think they're sort of realizing that they've got. They've released seventy people uh, in a year, and they still have too many employees or too many you know independent contractors. Um, so there's that. Um, but we'll look forward to seeing hopefully Keith Lee and uh Killer Cross show up. How many up in... people do they have? Like oh man, gotta be like 200 plus. I too many turtles had too oh. many characters. The too many, dude. Well, cause imagine like if it's a TV show, which is this is what essentially wrestling is, you know, well, how do you have that many characters? It's like you're running uh, a full <laughs> X-Men imprint. All, yeah, at all say. the time it's like it's just like an ongoing x-men universe like wait who yeah. yeah um so the rock has addressed rumors of his wwe return but when we're talking about him in wrestling he is the rock <laughs> the rock okay. addresses wwe return rumors um so he was talked uh he was asked about um whether or not he would get another match in and he goes uh what does he say here he says Quote, I don't know if I have another title run, considering I am the people's champion, but I don't know if it's another title run. I think possibly, you know, there might be another match down the line. It would have to make sense. So The Rock's going to wrestle again. The Rock's going to wrestle Roman Reigns. WrestleMania, it's going to happen. It's open to that, but not Fast 9 and 10. Yeah, I mean, but like, I mean, okay. Well, imagine you're The Rock, has to though. work with Vin Diesel. Sorry, but, Fast right, 10. Yeah. But, but imagine you're The Rock, though. What is, what is committing to working a WrestleMania? That's one night of work yep. to get paid a bajillion dollars and get a million people yelling and screaming that they love you. You know? Yeah. Very yeah. similar things have happened in Fast and the Furious. You think Charlize Theron was there for more than a day? No. Fair enough. I'm surprised she was there for more than one movie. She, she was, was in, in that afternoon. one room the whole movie. She was there for an <laughs> afternoon for lunch and then she left and she got probably like $8 million. You know, they could do the same thing with him. But either way, stay tuned uh, for more Rock returning to the ring news. I mean, he's in better shape now than he was when he was working in the ring. So, I mean, he, and he could, uh, he definitely could still go, I'm sure. Um, so we have, uh, let's see, before we get to any uh, trailers and stills news, um, my last bit of uh, non-news related to that is uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen uh, says that his Matrix 4 role, he has some very choice ways of describing um his role is Morpheus. Uh, what is it? He said his character, he's playing a character called Morpheus. <laughs> says, right. He says the character is called Morpheus. Um, and that um, it will make sense when it comes out. So he's not going to tell us now. You know? sure. I have a theory about that. Um, according the to the Matrix Online, uh, which is officially part of the canon, um, the video game. Um, Morpheus died at the at the end of the after the, right. the events of the movie. So, what's what's your what's your fan theory? Oh, I think he's an agent. Do you? Yeah. 
Like, I think it's just going to be like an agent Morpheus basically. And uh, I don't know what that'll mean or anything like that, but I think it'd just be like a fun little, little what moment. That's all. <laughs> okay. I'm into it. Um, I'm, I'm into the, this new matrix movie. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I didn't think I would be, but I actually am really excited for it now. I don't know yeah. why. S- same exact way, dude. Like I, you told me two it's years ago, there's yeah. a new matrix movie. I was like, yeah, I don't care, but now I'm hyped. I'm into it. Let's yeah, go. Just, I, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Um, Dario Argento is making a new film. Oh, oh Lord. It's called dark glasses. And I sent the photo into the discord. This there's, there's been a still released. It's called dark glasses. Um, it is also reported um, last year that Daft Punk is going to reunite to do the soundtrack, but it has yet to be confirmed. Um, so there we go. Um, okay. That might rule. Yeah. I, I, so that might rule. the plot, the plot of the movie. Yikes. Okay. So, um, I mean, I love Argento. Don't get me wrong, but I'm going to read this to you here. Um, I, I, I might have to censor it as I'm reading it. So, um, so the, this, this lady Pastorelli is her last name. I don't know her first name. It's some, um, Elena, Elenia Pastorelli stars as a quote prostitute blinded by a serial killer in a botched attack who takes in a young Chinese boy whose life has been also abruptly altered by the maniac's actions. He will become her ally in a terrifying struggle to see off the serial killer forever. Um, and we have a little still frame there of presumably this lady and some dude. Um, and Argento's quote, he has a director's note talking about it. She's an adult and blind. He's too young to get by on his own. In addition, two different cultures. She's Italian and the child is Chinese. The combination is the, this combination is the engine of dark glasses. The film represents my desire to explore two worlds. Hers, we know it. His is more mysterious. And it will let us enter the neighborhoods, houses, and customs of the Chinese community in Rome, where they created a, a real Chinatown. Um, I, I will see anything Argento makes. They are not all great. Uh, by a, by a wide bias, margin. Michael. Oh, it does. It does. It absolutely does. Um, I don't know the last time he made a good movie. Um, he hasn't made a movie in 10 years, though. So um, I don't like that premise. No, it's like no. they're both stunted. Yeah. She's blind. It's and like, he's Chinese. You know, it's like, guys, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, no. I like, think. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't think he's made a good movie since um, opera in 1987, if I'm going to be honest. Um, <laughs> But thinking that right, you know what? No, what? Uh, trauma 1993 trauma was good. Um, maybe this he, will be the comeback. He directed a Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> oh, I gotta see that. Uh, I'm just looking at his IMDb here. Uh, okay, anyway, um, I'm excited. I, w- I will definitely like to see a new Argento film just to see what he's up to. Um, but you know, there's that. Um, then we have two trailers. Um, one is on brand and one is uh, kind of on brand. We'll go with the one that is a little bit off brand first. Um, so every year we do Oscar show, except for this year, because um, Oscars were weird this year. Um, and there wasn't one last year. But they uh, qu- weirdly enough, this trailer came out of the Criterion Channel's YouTube, which is a weird place yeah. to be releasing trailers. Um, What's well, weird, because I was like, I went to go look for it on Amazon to pre-order it. It's like, oh, this is a movie that isn't out yet. That's bizarre. Anyway, there's a movie called Drive My Car by Ryusuke Hamaguchi. Um, it's a sensation from Khan. Um, it was very popular over there. 
Uh, it's going to be opening um, November 24th in Los Angeles and wide later, quote unquote. Um, did y'all watch this trailer? I did. Yeah, yes. it looks really good. Yeah, it looks it, very lovely. I, I it looks so good. It's an adaptation of um, Haruki Murakami story, which I'm not a huge fan of Murakami as an author. I know a lot of people like him and they like really like 1Q84 and oh, what's that? What's the other one that they like? I don't remember, but I don't I don't love his work, but this looks so stunningly good. I go watch the trailer. This movie's called Drive My Car. Um, if you like foreign sad character movies, this is the one. This is this is for you. Um it does look like a little bit of a bummer, but it looks good. Oh yeah, it's, it's definitely like, it, sad. It looks kind of like a wholesome bummer, though. I, it's a good way to put like it. it. It could just be like a like the trailer doing like what you know trailers do and just make it look like something it's not quite, but it does look kind of wholesome. I I get that. I get that. Um, I will then, say just oh, yeah. to be a little bit of a pessimist that I don't think the Oscars will nominate this for best picture. I well, it's like, it's probably going to be best foreign language. Yeah, or. Uh, Best international film is what they've retitled it to now. Oh, is it? Which doesn't apply to British films, but yeah, I was going to say England uh, applauded. No, that is it's not best non-white film is basically what that category is, unfortunately. But yikes! I don't make the rules. <laughs> um, that's a yikes for me, dog. Um, all right. So then the last bit, uh, super on brand. We got a Stranger Things for proper teaser this time. We got one uh, a month ago or so that was very short, showed like some hallways and some lights flashing. I don't really remember, but nothing exciting. Um, but we got a proper trailer or teaser here, um, showed the kids going on spring break, um, adjusting to their life in California. Um, what did y'all think of this trailer? Are you got uh, Nick, are you a Stranger Things fan? Uh, I mean, like I watched the show, but I, uh, I, I didn't get a, a chance to watch the trailer and I don't really... I typically don't pursue trailers for things that I will eventually see super cuts of on, on the internet for sure. Sure. So I get that. Is this going to be the last season? Cause it's I remember gotta they, be. Yeah. Right? I remember when they, uh, after the first season uh, aired, they said like, we got a tight four years. And like, that was something that really made me like want to stick with the show. I was just like, wow, they know what they're doing. Cool. And but then here we are. I also heard maybe they're not, I don't know. Hmm. Um, I don't know, it'll but be the last season. Yeah. Was... I think they're going to follow the money. We'll keep I mean, making it till we don't want to see it for anymore. sure. Uh, yeah. What did you What did you think of this trailer though, Dylan? I think maybe something's broken in me because I don't really care about Stranger Things anymore. I don't know. Maybe it's been too long because season three felt like it was ages ago. And it 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 does. I don't know when it came out, but it definitely felt like forever ago. But I think this is kind of like the Matrix for me, where until it's in front of my face, I forget how much I want it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I saw this trailer and I was like, yep, I want it. Give me the Stranger Things, particularly because it hits a lot of the same beats as Ghostbusters Afterlife. And I couldn't care less about seeing that movie, um, even though we're going to, um, because I, I'm curious to see what they do with it. But I feel like they have a lot of the same energy and I'm way more into this than the other, than Ghostbusters. Um, but we do know it's going to be um, nine episodes uh, starting summer 2022. And we do even have all episode titles. Um, or which... Will, though. He has that same haircut. Everyone oh, got man. new haircuts except Will. That bowl guy that... won't go away. Yeah, right? It's like what it, if got he worse, likes... it got worse somehow. It's more bully. 
What if he likes the bull? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, at this it's point, I the, hope he likes it. The older he gets, the weirder it is that this what, what's teenager the, what's the, has a bowl cut. What's the oldest you can be to acceptably walk around with a bowl cut? He's past that date. Past. How old is Ralph Wiggum? <laughs> yeah, right. 11? I don't know. No, he's How like old? eight. He's is eight. he eight? Okay. Yeah, he's at least as great. Right. Oh, boy. Gross. Yeah. Um, but either way, I'm I'm excited for Stranger Things season four. Um, we will. I'm sure we will be talking about it more uh, and reviewing it as it comes out. Um, enduring it. Enduring it. Maybe it's only nine episodes, so you know. And aren't they another oh, no, TV hour? Right? They're like forty minutes usually. No, I think they're. I think they they fluctuate between like forty five to fifty five. Okay. Maybe with one of them being an hour or something like that. Okay. Well, they're definitely going back to Hawkins because episode seven is titled The Massacre at Hawkins Lab. So, hmm. I mean, they, they would have to, right? They can't just keep the whole thing in Cali. Be a little but, bit weird. Um, right. Yeah. But anyway, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Um, Nick, thank you so much for uh, for stopping by. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Hi, everyone. This is Dylan. This is Nick. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. <laughs>